Hey y'all, welcome to the Anxiety Warriors podcast. We are your hosts, Margo and Abby. We are friends, teachers, and storytellers, but above all, we're anxiety warriors on a mission to raise awareness and understanding about anxiety and mental health. You will hear honest, engaging, and joyful stories from us and many other anxiety warriors about living with anxiety. If you're seeking a space to laugh, connect, feel inspired and empowered, and learn valuable tips rooted in mindfulness and more, your warrior community is here for you. Join us as we navigate this journey of life together. Welcome back, warriors. Woohoo! Woohoo! We are so excited to be with you all today. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. So, Abby, what are we talking about this week? Crap. Ooh. We talking about crap. crap. <laughs> C-R-A-P. Crap, crap, crap. <laughs> Who do you appreciate? It's crap. It's, it's crap. crap. It's filling up my house. It's in my car. It's all over the place and I want to get rid of it. <laughs> all right. We yeah. started out really strong and then ended weird. And I ended crappy. Oh, it was all in the plan, Warriors. Yes. Yes. It was all in the plan. Okay. A planned crap. Planned <laughs> scheduled crap. Oh my God, <laughs> off the rails. Like, I mean, Warriors, you've been here for a while, we hope. If this is your first episode, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> Yeah. I like this all the time. Yeah. <laughs> we love to go off the rails. Uh, okay. But we are talking about having too much crap. Yes. And crappy capitalism and consumerism. Yes. yes. And this is a lot of C words. I'm just realizing. Yes. <laughs> I love a good alliteration. <laughs> it's the cycle oh. of crap. Soft C. And then the decluttering crap to become a consumer Ooh. to get more crap. I like clutter I with your cash, <laughs> cash or your credit card. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So let's um, chat about the cycle of decluttering. Yeah. And how impossible it is to fucking declutter shit. <laughs> There's just too much crap. There's, There's too, too much, much crap. crap. I, I, there's so much, like it is, it is overwhelming how much crap there is to deal with and the crap you have to save, the crap you have to keep, the crap you organize over and over and over and over again. And yet it's never really organized. No. (laughs) The crap that accumulates on your counters, on your dining room table, on your, you know, on your desk. I'm just looking around my desk right no, now. I'm like, looking around my desk. It's too much crap. Too and then what do you crap? do with it? You know, so like, how do you define crap? Because I define it a few different ways. Okay. I define crap like stuff that I have either, have either been given or gifted mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that I didn't ask for or don't want. Mm-hmm. Stuff that I bought myself yes. that I definitely didn't need or even want sometimes. And even when I did want it at some point, I either wanted it with good intentions and then didn't wind up using it or don't use it. Or I just got it because I needed it for like one thing. Yes. And then that thing happened and is in the past, but yet I still hold on to it in the unlikely event that I may need it again in the future. Yes. So that is my definition of crap. And somehow it is the hardest shit to throw out. 
yes. also and get rid of or try to get rid of or like regift or not maybe not regift, but like give to someone else mm-hmm. that may need it or want to use it and actually have the need for it. Yes. Or to physically say this is garbage and put it in the trash can. Yeah. Because so, yeah. So something that you're saying is part of the reason, like, especially the stuff I hold on to in case I need it. Right. Yeah. It might be like, I can't even think of something like a wooden spoon came to mind. Right. Like I don't really cook with wooden spoons, but, but it's just like a random example. And it's like, no, I need to hold on to this wooden spoon in case I need it. Right. Yeah. Even though I never use it, it takes up space. Right. And then I can't throw it out also because then there's the pressure of being wasteful. Mm -hmm. Who throws out a perfectly good wooden spoon? Right. And this applies to so many things. Like, I don't, now I'm just thinking about how I have like seven wooden spoons in my drawer. (laughs) (laughs) I definitely don't use all of them when we cook. (laughs) I probably use three of them and the other four just hang out. Yes. Cause you never know. Because you never know when you need an extra four spoons. You can't just throw out a perfectly good wooden spoon, even though it's taken up space. Right. And so that's like that. That part is really hard for me is where like, I know I don't need it. I know I don't need it in the near future. I know, you know, but I might need it at some point. So I can't throw it out because that would be wasteful. I can't give it away because that would be wasteful. It hurts the environment. It hurts my wallet. Like, well, you if know, you give it away. It may not be wasteful, at least in terms of not. I mean, yeah, the wallet part, I guess. But yeah. 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 But so. then does that person only take it because they feel guilty and they feel pressure right. to take it? And then maybe they throw it out. Right. And then, then it's it- like, does that like alleviate my stress and worry of like, I'm not the one throwing it out. Like you take it and you throw it out. Right. <laughs> and then I don't have to worry about being the one to be but- wasteful. Then two years later, you're like, oh, crap. I wish I kept that. Now I have to deal with getting it again and spending money and accumulating crap again. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's so true. It's like when you give something up or you throw it away and then you do need it again. Yeah. It's like that rare moment where it's like, ah, why didn't I hold on to that? That's why we keep doing the cycle. Yes. 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 Okay. So how do you define? Is this how you define crap? I mean, I feel like I define it very much like what you said. It's like stuff okay. people give me that then I like feel like I need to hold on to, right? Mm-hmm. Things that I've bought that I've convinced myself I want and then like I can't get rid of it. Yeah. Right. Things that I'm holding on to, like I have clothes that don't fit and mm-hmm. I've held on to them for so many years because I want them to fit again. Right. So that's crap. It's taken up space, but that's like the crap where like, oh, I might use it again at some point. Right. I would feel bad going out and buying new pants. Right. If I already Mm -hmm. had these perfectly fine pants and then there's like memento or like special crap, Mm, right? Like childhood crap. Yes. Sentimental crap. Yes. Yes. Right. You know, even like letters, notes, notes from middle school, right? Mm -hmm. Like just random ass crap where you're like, oh, but this makes me think of this memory and it was special and I have to hold on to this crap now, you know, it takes up space. And then it just adds to more chaos in every single room. Chaos, another C word. Mm -hmm. I like it. Crap is chaos. Oh boy. Um, Okay. So like, how does dealing with this have an impact on you? 
like your well-being, your mental health? I mean, in so many ways, first of all, whenever I see someone with like a perfectly well-organized clean house, I'm like, how the fuck do they do that? So they have that one closet with everything in it. Is that <laughs> or it? Or do they just not have it? Are they genuine minimalists? Did they just really clean up? Did they hire a cleaning crew right before I got to their house? Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, because I'm not going to lie. When people come to my house, I'm like, quick, get the crap, get the crap. Uh-huh. Hide, Hide the, the crap. crap. <laughs> Let's pretend our counters never have crap on them. <laughs> right. It's like, <laughs> so I do that. And so maybe, maybe that's what other people do too. So, so part of the way it impacts my mental health is like, just like shame. It's like, why do I have so much crap? Mm-hmm. Why can't I let go of this crap? Right. Some crap I have to hold on to, but some crap, why can't I just let it go? And then there's like tiredness of always organizing it. It's like, yes. why don't I put stuff away after I take it out? You know, and not everything has a home. So why aren't I finding homes for everything? Well, then I have to buy more crap. So my crap has a home. Yeah. Right. <laughs> You need a place to put the crap. So you buy crap to put the crap in. <laughs> crap container. <laughs> yes. Yes. A crap container. And so it's just more crap. So I'm just like constantly, right? And then so it also impacts my mental health because it's always the first thing on my to-do list. Mm. Deal with the crap. So clean, organize, right? Find a new bag of stuff to give away, right? Go through the closets again, Right instead of actually doing stuff I really want to do. And, and I enjoy organizing and decluttering or decrapinating, right? Mm-hmm. I like to decrap. Um, but it also just takes up my time for doing anything I actually really want to do. Um, totally. And then it's also like, you know, overwhelming when I'm in a room in my house that has too much crap in it. Yes. It's hard for me to focus on anything else because I'm like, I need to deal with this. But then as I'm trying to deal with it, I'm like, no, I need to hold on to this. Okay. Well, where am I going to put it? Well, now I have to find, you know, and again, cycle, cycle. Mm -hmm. So that's Mm -hmm. how it impacts my mental health. How about you? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's all of that, all of it. And just, I guess what I would add too, it's just like, a cluttered space, or even if the space is like right now, okay, I'm sitting at my computer desk, right? I'm looking around at my desk and it's like a cluttered space gives me anxiety. Yes. But yet the idea of decluttering it also gives me anxiety. Yes. Going through it gives me anxiety. Thinking about like, okay, for example, you know, last week I got this Shutterfly magazine that I'm now holding up for Abby to see. Which is like, okay, cool. And I got one from Amazon as well, which is actually one of the books that's holding up my microphone right now. (laughs) That tells you what I do with my crap after a while. The Amazon one came two weeks ago. So, so far the Shutterfly one hasn't made it to under my microphone to Mm -hmm. help prop it up and support it. Mm -hmm. My point being is that like, I'm keeping these things because it's holiday season time. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking I could use them. Yeah. Will I use them? Maybe, probably not. You can so then just they're peel off the sticker. I, but I need to look through the book I know, to see I what know, I want if I, I want it instead of just going to the website, which would be living here on my computer, easy peasy, no clutter. Yeah, right. Although then we didn't. We should talk about tech clutter. Oh, oh my god. god, I have so many icons. How many on tabs? My desktop. 
Yeah. How many fucking tabs do I have yeah. every day when I'm trying to work on my computer? How many different and, windows with multiple tabs uh, on all the windows? Yeah. Yeah. Even just right now, I have mm-hmm. three windows open and each window has three to five tabs. Some of them have to do with this podcast and but the majority of them have to do with other stuff. Yes. Yep. So, yeah, yep. I mean, that's a whole that's kind of a separate thing, um, but it all takes up space in my mind and it all mm-hmm. gives me anxiety. It's like the I don't want it here and I always yes. feel better when it's not here. Right. But then eventually it accumulates again. Yeah. And so, like, I'm just even again, just using my my space right now. It's like I'm looking at my desk when when I bought this desk two years ago, a little less than two years ago. I was like the, it was just the best ever because there was literally three things <laughs> yes. on this desk. And I th- said to myself, I'm not going to put anything else on no. this desk. No, I'm going to leave it just like this. And then here we are two years later, pile over here, vision board over there. I've mm-hmm. got bobbleheads and like, you know, a cup holder with like, who needs this many pens? Yeah. <laughs> who needs, yeah. I'm holding it well, up. Can you hear it warriors? There's at least 12 pens. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Okay, Warriors. Okay, Abby is holding up a basket with about 70 pens. I can't break it down. Better. <laughs> I can't throw them out. Oh my God. Thank you so much. Thank you for helping my mental health right now. Not just for this laughing at all. Fuck. I'm dizzy from the laughing, but just hold that up one more time. Hold it up. I, I have to see that in all of its glory. There it's are in a nice basket warriors. Okay. Yes, I will agree. Okay. The crap is organized. I have a small <laughs> little cup with my 12 pens. Abby has a nice little basket with her seven sharpener erasers, highlighters. Okay. But like how many of those pens do you think don't have ink? How many tips on those? Oh, pencils no, they all broken? have ink because one of my fun decluttering things is taking them all and writing on a journal, a piece of paper to make sure they all still work. And then I throw out the ones that don't work. But how often do I use that? Barely ever. But who throws out a perfectly good pen? Right. I'm with you. I've never seen that many pens in one place. I'm genuinely <laughs> impressed. I just can't throw it out. <laughs> I'm so impressed right now. I haven't oh my God. pens in so long, but. You th- I really come. appreciate you making me feel better about my little cup of pens. <laughs> that wasn't yeah. the goal here, but again, yeah. my point. And then off to my right, I've got all these little tchotchkes and like things that like make my heart smile, right? It's yeah. like, I can justify the reason for having at least 80% of this stuff. Some of it's like old bills that I need to just go through and like rip up and shred and throw out. Yeah. But most of it, it's just like, okay, cool. It's like, it's my inspiration space. But sometimes I'm like, there's too many things on this. Fucking it's too desk. much. Yeah. And then I lose my mind and then I, cl- I declutter it. And then I'm like, oh, I can take this exhale. And I feel so good for like two, three weeks until it eventually winds up. Accumulating All accumulates again. back. It just comes yeah. back. It's it a crap collector. Back. Crap collecting in all the containers. Yes. <laughs> I, I can't believe how many <laughs> pens you have. <laughs> and listen, I haven't bought pens in years. Like I, I, I obviously took those pens with me when I moved from you know, New York to Colorado. I can't, you can't just throw out good pens. Sure. Yeah. You know? so rationalize however you need to. I'm yes. here for that. Yes. Like they're good oh, pens. Crap. I recently threw up a lot of makeup because I haven't worn makeup in a very long time. I don't even know how old the makeup is. Ooh. Right. Yeah. You got to throw that out after a while. I, 
But I, I mean, even that was like, okay, I have to throw this out. And I did. Right. Okay. Yeah. You can sort of rationalize that easier. I think I have, that's the thing too. We do, we do that. We rationalize like things. Some things are, are easier to throw out even when it's hard. There's a little easier because it's like, it's expired, right? Mm -hmm. It's like, it is no longer healthy, right? Or helpful. Although I do believe that some dates on foods are kind of arbitrary and there is some research to back that up. I would agree Um, with that. Same thing with some medications over the counter, you know, pill bottles and things like that. So anyway, some of that's just like, buy more stuff. Come right. It's expired air quotes. Come get more shit. Anyway. Um, so yeah, I see you're holding up a tiny little alarm Plastic clock. clock. Yeah. I got this for my first Vipassana trip because you're not allowed to bring your phone. You need an alarm clock. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. This was like in what? 2012. Why do I still have this? I'm going to get definitely, rid of it. It's definitely showing the wrong time too. It is. It's, it's definitely, <laughs> it's the right time somewhere. Sure. Yeah. Not in Colorado though. Definitely not in Colorado. Nope. Um, no, it's just like, why is it so hard to part with some crap? But I'm parting with this. That's it. I don't use yes. it. I'm getting rid of it. I love it. I love yeah. it. Yeah. So like sometimes decluttering and reorganizing feels supportive to my mental health, right? Yes. It's like, okay, I'm being active. I'm being proactive. I am, I'm working towards the goal of removing stuff that I no longer need from my physical space, which inevitably winds up helping my, me mentally and emotionally. Yes. Then of course the cycle starts again, some, at least most of the time, some, there are some aspects though, that I will say, and when we get into like some of the strategies that I'll mm-hmm. share, um, that have stayed with me for multiple years that yeah. I'm happy and proud of, but yeah, I will say that like, I wish it were easier. Yes. Um, and I, yeah, I would Have love you bought to any hear. decluttering books? No, I've bought two. They helped. In the okay. past, they have helped two different, very different ones. Um, same ideas. Right. And it's hmm. not like, I mean, uh, being a minimalist is not even my aspiration. Right. I would like to be like a tier or two below minimalist. Mm-hmm. I do like, like, I love headbands. I'm not going to be a minimalist headband wearer. Right. I'm okay with how many headbands I have. Those are not crap. Right. But then when it like I've been recently getting rid of a lot of books that I know I'm not going to read again. Mm. I'm not saying they're crap, but for me, I am able to send that joy to someone else and make space for new things on my bookshelves. You mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. I I'm with you on the headbands, obviously, mm-hmm. but books are harder. I have a really hard time parting with books. Yeah, like a really really hard. Like how you feel about pens, clearly, and <laughs> all these things. Like I. <laughs> I, even with just like giving them to people for them to enjoy, like mm. I, I need, I, for them, unless I really didn't care that much about a book, yeah. I'm like, eh, you can keep it or pass it on or whatever. Yeah. That's pretty rare. And so I typically will have anxiety until I get ah. that book back. Ah, Here I have my attachment to books is probably a little unhealthy, a lot unhealthy maybe, but like, yeah, I have a really hard time sharing yeah. my books, giving them away. Giving yeah. them to people. I'm very specific. I want to know, is this person a sloppy with their book? Are they yeah. a smoker? I've got right. questions, you know, cause like I give a lot of my books to my mom, but then right. sometimes she has to pass them on to some of her friends. Mm. And like, I'm always like asking, I'm like, okay, who, who's, who's getting that mm. book? Will I get it back? Yeah. Or 
feel free to pass that one on. Like, and then, and then I right. feel like, okay, I did something good for someone else. Right. Give it to the people of the nursing home she used to work at, um, to fill their library. Right. And right. Whatever. But yeah, I mean, I think we all have those things that it's more tricky. I also yes. collect a lot of mugs. Mugs are so hard. Mugs. And I like literally just last week I got rid of two mugs and it was like, it's hard. It was a thing. Like I, yeah. I, I didn't cry because I'm not that. I mean, I'm pretty dramatic right. sometimes about some about some things that I feel like mm-hmm. sentimental about. But I ha- I took like a moment to just like acknowledge that it felt really uncomfortable to throw out these yeah. two mugs. Yeah. And so like when you said before about like you can't throw out and you also don't necessarily want to give away. Mm-hmm. It's like. What does feel good for you to do then? Like, cause eventually stuff needs to leave. Right. Or like you do wind up getting rid of it. So like, is it just when like you've hit the brick wall and like mm-hmm. you, you have you feel like you have no choice, but just, you know, have less of one thing or the other or everything yeah. or like, what is it that like goes to your mind? that actually gets you to the decluttering. Yeah. It kind of, it depends. It depends on so many things. Am I just inspired to declutter? Have I been Mm. looking at stuff I want to deal with and I'm just ready to deal with it, right? Um, Or is it like I am not dealing with it because of other guilt? So sometimes I don't want to throw stuff out because I feel bad about the environment. I do. And then when I'm like, you know what? Fuck this. Corporations should be dealing with their own fucking shit. Why are they putting this on the consumer to deal with so much crap? And then I tell myself, I don't have to feel guilty for throwing out this like plastic clock. I don't want to feel guilty. Or the other thing that I do is I get a couple um, cardboard boxes and I have the words free written on them and I put them in front of my house. So I feel like I'm giving the gift of books, like books that like I wouldn't trade. Right. Or, um, you know, like uh, candle holders I don't use and I'm or vases or, you know, whatever it is. That's nice. I don't want to put it in the garbage, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to use it. And in CGM space, I do that. But but the the motivation is either I just keep looking at stuff and I'm so tired of constantly reorganizing it. I'm like, no, that's it. Time to purge. Right. Yes. Purge. Um, yeah. But I have to also remind myself that it's OK to throw things out. Right. And I'm not like I'm not hoarding stuff, but there's this guilt, like especially like if someone gives me a gift and then I feel, mm. you know, obligated to keep it. Right. Yeah. But then it's just like taking up space, collecting dust. Eventually I'm like, and like in some situations, like I can't just say to the person like, Hey, thanks, but no, thanks. Right. <laughs> right. I, I can't wish. Yeah. With, yeah. And so eventually like the other day I had received a gift a few years ago and it had been just sitting there collecting dust. And the other day I put it out for free and someone took it. And that's awesome. But I had to get to the point of like not feeling guilty, mm, you know, like, so you got to leave it there for a couple of years before you get rid of it. Yes. Get rid of some bullshit guilt that we feel. Yeah. I, I, I feel you. Yes. Yes. What do you, what do you do? What motivates you to get rid of stuff? You know, when you said purge, it really triggered. I, you know, we it, at first you gently were like, I feel inspired to declutter. I mm. hit the wall and mm. then I'm just like, fuck everything. Like, yes. I literally will just spend 
a weekend or a couple of days going through every crevice of Mm -hmm. every inch room of the house and getting rid of stuff that we don't need that I don't need that I haven't looked at in years even months or whatever, same thing with our clothes in our closet. Like I, I wind up convincing Adam of it too. It's like, okay, let's, let's go through the clothes. Yes. What's not coming back out this season. You know what I mean? Like, um, and so I will say here's my big thing when Marie Kondo. Yep. You're not familiar with Marie Kondo. She's, she's, you know, the person that created the, like the tidying up the method. Art. Yeah. The magic. I forgot magic what the tidying up the art of tidying up. Yeah. It's well, there's a show on Netflix too, that you can, the book titles escaping me. Um, but if you just, you know, Google Marie Kondo, you'll see. Uh, and she, when I saw the show, I was like, that was when I felt inspired. Mm. I was like, Oh mm. my goodness. I have got to try this. I have got to adopt this. And what I love so much about her process is the meditative aspect, right. Of, of being in a space and just like feeling its energy. Yes. And I really related to that on an emotional level. Um, and God, every time I watched, cause I, when I read the book, I didn't have an emotional experience, but mm-hmm. when I watched the show, I, I would cry a lot in the beginning when she would just sit in the space and just yeah. be with the space. And I just, for some reason, and maybe it's just some good cinematography, but like, you know, she just sat in the energy of the room and took in its, took it in and related it to the people who were living in the home, right. Or whatever. And then the way that she would help these folks just like get rid of stuff they didn't need was right. non-judgmental. Right. It came from a place of a full embodied mindfulness. And I, that, so like, I was like, I need to try this. Mm-hmm. And just the type of organization felt fun and different, right. It was yeah. different from the other ways that I had purged my shit in the past. Mm-hmm. And so like, she spends a moment. If you're not familiar, a lot of times she's like, when you're going through a pile of just say your clothes and she would always make the people like dump everything yeah. from like a room or a drawer or a closet onto the bed or onto a, the floor, you know, a covered floor or whatever, or onto a big space. So you could literally see how much you have mm-hmm. and what an impact that has. So like right after I watched the show, I was just like, I'm doing this with all my clothes. And I took every item of clothing out of my drawers and out of my closet and dumped it on the bed. And it was just disgusting yeah. how many items of clothing a person right. can own and how many items of clothing I owned yep. and still own. And it's, you know, it's a practice, but it's a practice, you know, and just, she spends the time where it's just like, you look at each item. And if you're honest with the fact that it, it has to spark joy. Right. That is the goal. It's not about, will I wear it? Does it still fit? How often do I wear it? Should I get rid of it only because I only wore it that once? No. Does it spark joy? It does. Great. You get to keep it. And then it's Mm -hmm. like a celebration, right? Because it's like, I don't have to have guilt about keeping this thing. It's non-judgment piece. Right. And then it it just helped with, to me watching it. And then for myself, it helped with the honesty piece. It's like, Okay, this might be a really functional sweater, but does it spark joy? Right. right? That's the question that always that kept me excited about the, the process mm-hmm. and getting rid of a lot of my shit that way. Mm-hmm. And then obviously she's got some genius like folding methods and how yep. to contain things. I mean, they, like, again, I'm, I'm not here necessarily to just promote this, but it did, it was a huge game changer for me. And so, 
you know, I mean, that was my inspiration to not purge in the way that I had been beforehand to just kind of like spend a moment with my sweater. Let's say going back to that quickly, it's like thanking it too. It's like Mm -hmm. the act of gratitude. Thank you. You're like literally sharing, holding this thing with love and then putting it aside and saying that I don't need it anymore. Right. 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 The next thing. And like taking the time that requires that it requires to really comb through your stuff and decide like, Hey, do I just feel like I should keep this because it's functioning or do I feel like I should keep it because it's makes me happy. Right. So right. That's the strategy from now. You know, that's been the strategy. Yeah. No, I, I'm, she's one of the books that I own (laughs) her and, and, uh, another decluttering book. And, and I, it really, it excited me too. When I, mm-hmm. when I read her book and right. It's about, it's, it's, I mean, a wooden spoon doesn't spark joy, but it's a practical thing. Right. And so sure. if it leads me to cooking food that brings joy, then I, that's the way I adapted it. Right. Cause like, there's a lot of things that like, does my vacuum cleaner spark joy? Right. No, but it leads to a clean house. So that's the way I had to say some things for myself. Sure. So that there was I mean, clothes is different, but yes. 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 I know what you're saying though. Yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah. I mean, for me, like the one thing that is always really hard is like paper. Mm -hmm. Cards, stationary from people, nice things like that. Holding on to like, how long do you hold on to like insurance stuff from your insurance, car insurance, health insurance, you know, like. They have those portals online and everything, but then when they send you something paper, do you hold on to that? You know, like mm-hmm. uh, everything you need for your taxes. How long do you hold on to your taxes papers? And I know that's supposed to be like what five, six, seven, seven years, years yeah. right? Um, but like, there's always like this a lot of paper, and how much? Like that's the the one other thing that like I struggle with in decluttering is like mm-hmm. I'd get rid of all of it, but do I need it? But do you need it? Yeah. Right. No, that's it's it is really hard. It's definitely not supposed to be easy, I don't think. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe for some people. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I I I don't know. I, I don't know if I have anything else to add. Like I feel like I mean I definitely relate to the papers. Yeah. It's the same thing. It's like, but I feel like using methods like Marie Kondo's or, mm-hmm. or like, like, you know, maybe from the other book or a few warriors, if you're going to research things on like ways to organize and declutter your own spaces and how and why it might be beneficial for you mentally or emotionally, physically, even, um, mm-hmm. obviously a cleaner space leads to hopefully cleaner health and multiple ways. Um, but you know, if you're going to research ways to tackle this for yourself, just look at them as like a framework. You don't have to adopt every aspect of it either. Right. Right. That does every single thing that the people write about or what they offer as a strategy doesn't have to necessarily be what you take on as true for yourself. Right. Kind of pick and choose, right. What, what feels like it's going to work with you and your needs best. Mm -hmm. Um, and then like, I mean, for those warriors out there that have families too, it's like, it might be fun activity. Right. And like, just teach your kids or yes, the kids in your life, like that holding on to some stuff isn't, isn't the best way all the time and how we can have gratitude (laughs) right way all the time. Maybe think before you buy some shit. Right. Right. And can you like, or can you look at all your toys and all your stuff and like reimagine them? Right. Mm -hmm. Can some of them that you want to keep, can we 
scale them back a little bit. Maybe you don't need all these Legos. Let's pick the most magical Legos, the ones that you really, that really make you feel something. And like, it's just a great practice for them. I think to be more mindful about their stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't know necessarily like that's definitely helped serve me the last few years. Is it perfect? No. Do I remember to fold my clothes in that special way all the time? Usually that's the one thing that's stayed. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to like the containers and the baskets that I filled in like my kitchen pantry and in the bathroom and stuff, some of those have gotten messy in the last few months and they haven't yeah. really gone back to like reorganize them. Yeah. I will eventually. Right. That's part of being human is organizing your own crap. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it can cause anxiety in one yeah. way or the other. So yeah. choose which warriors choose, which hard feels right for you. Yeah. Is it, right. It's, it's going to be hard either way, potentially. So choose which version of hard is best for you. All right, warriors. So just take some time today, this week to think about, to reflect on how, um, being in different spaces in your life, your home, your car, your workspace, your garage, your backyard, whatever space that you spend a lot of time in. And maybe it's all of those spaces. Um, how does clutter or organization or having too much crap, (laughs) having purchased too much crap or being gifted too much crap have an impact on you? Mm -hmm. How does it impact your mind, your body, the way that you feel, um, your behaviors towards yourself, towards others, towards your crap even. Um, and just think about, I guess what your level of attachment is to stuff. Mm -hmm. And are you willing to let go of some of that stuff in order to declutter your mind and space? Yes. Mm, Doesn't that sound delightful? It does. It does. Imagine, imagine a desk clear of clutter. (laughs) Imagine all the spaces. Being free of crap. (laughs) You may say I'm a dreamer. Yes. I believe in getting rid of shit. You can do it, warriors. We believe in you. Yeah. We know you can do it. If we can do it at least a couple times a year, a couple times a week, even depending on how small of a space we're talking about, maybe it's just opening up one drawer and going through what's in that drawer and fixing it, throwing it away reorganizing it and saying, damn, I did that thing. Mm-hmm. And then maybe you move on to bigger, bigger spaces. Yeah. It's you know? a small, st- small step. Yes. A baby yeah. step can go a long way to just like trying to live a less cluttered lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And you don't have to be fully minimalist. Like you said, right. In order to try and embody some of it, yeah, you can take on some of it for yourself. Love it. Yes. Yes. Marco. Do you have a win of the week? Win of the week. Win of the week. I do. Speaking of stuff, um, I, you know, warriors who have been here for a while know that I wrote a children's book, Cookie Doga, a book about yoga, mindfulness, and cookies. And that book is available on Amazon in addition to some other online retailers. And Recently, you know, I check, I check back to Amazon here and there just to like check on like reviews and all that kind of stuff and see if anything news popped up. And I was pretty upset last week because my book had went up in price 
Oh. And normally my book is $12.99. And so obviously sometimes Amazon runs deals and sales and whatever. And so it may go down, you know, by sometimes just a few cents, sometimes it's a dollar or so. And then it winds up going back up to its full price at some point, Mm -hmm. but it never went up in price ever in this past two plus years. And so I was obviously like surprised and upset. And so I reached out to my self-publishing company and I was like, Hey, like what the hell what's happened here? And they basically were like, well, Amazon gets to decide, right. It's in, it's in their, it's in their, um, within their rights to make any item that gets sold, you know, from them, quote unquote, any price they want. And I was really upset. Mm -hmm. And because I'm a small business and somebody who obviously wishes, <clears throat> excuse me, that she didn't rely on global conglomerates like Amazon to mm-hmm. distribute my book, but unfortunately I do. That's the world we live in. And the global international reach is important for book sales. Um, mm-hmm. And so I was really upset about it. And um, I voiced my concern. You know, it was met with people that it sounded like they didn't have any, their hands were tied, right? There was nothing they could do about it. And so I had planned out this giant Instagram ragey post about this and like literally right before I went to like hit post, I checked back and my book went back to normal price. And they said, you know, the one thing that the company did say was like, it'll go back down, but we just can't tell you when we don't know when. Right. And so it was, I was up there, you know, for at least two weeks at the wrong price. And like when I priced out my book, when I created the price, which I mm-hmm. created the price, $12.99, I did so with a lot of research yeah. and thought and consideration. Right. And so I was really upset, obviously, with the price hike. And so I obviously, my win is that A, my price went back down to where it's supposed mm-hmm. to be, $12.99. Um, and B, hopefully it means that more people will find it, right? Yeah. Because of the price range and whatever. And it won't impact my book sales for this coming holiday season. Right. But it did also remind me that I need to spend less time thinking about and worrying about my book stuff on Amazon and focus more on the other ways and avenues Mm. that my book is being sold, which it is also sold on bookshop.org, which also supports their profits, support independent booksellers. Mm -hmm. And so everyone, if you're into books, interested in books, you know, consider buying from bookshop.org. My book is there too. And uh, yeah, and just... I'm going to be working really hard, not only to shop less with big conglomerates this year, but to shop small for people in my life, including myself. So that was my win. I mean, first of all, I think that's really important information for us to all know that, that what we say on Amazon isn't always what the person is setting their price at. Right. Like Mm -hmm. I, they take advantage. Yeah. I did not. I was unaware of that. I probably, if I had looked at it, I probably would have thought you changed the price. Right. So good information, but also I like your win in that, like you can stop thinking so much about them and think about other ways to continue spreading the word of your book, sharing, you know, other smaller businesses that are selling your book, helping those businesses out that also are helping you out. Um, Right. And just, and just in general, just, just for getting all of your books, right. Yeah. All your book needs and all of your needs for shopping this holiday season. Right. So like, again, with that sort of like, let's do better with our consumerism mindset, it's Mm -hmm. like, yes, look, I'm guilty of loving Amazon. I like my next day shipping. I like the Mm -hmm. convenience that it offers, but it does come at a price for many folks out there, myself included. So I definitely, it was a good reminder, like, Hey, 
you don't have to spend too much time thinking about this one avenue, even though it mm. is a big deal. It is important. Yes. And I want to acknowledge that for myself yes. and for other small business people that do use the platform for right. sales. But, you know, we can also remember like, hey, we got these other avenues to explore for our shopping needs. I like that. That yeah. feels like a win. It's like a shift. Yes. Yeah. Yes, it was. It was a big win. All right. Thank you. Thank you for listening, Warriors. We love you mm. so, 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 so much. And if you would like to connect with us for any reason, you can join us over on Instagram or at Anxiety Warriors Podcast or and or you can email us at Anxiety Warriors Podcast at gmail.com to shout out your wins of the week, share topic ideas with us. Or if you think you'd be a great fit as a guest on our show, let us know. Let's let's connect. Take two seconds and smash that five-star rating on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're tuning in. Like and subscribe to our YouTube channel and click into our show notes where you will find our Threadless shop. Speaking of shopping small and supporting indie like us, like this podcast, grab yourself some Anxiety Warriors swag for you, mm-hmm. for the warriors in your life, something fun. You need more you crap. T- yeah, you, you need more you crap. You need more crap. That's At the end what of we've the day. been saying <laughs> this entire episode is you need more crap so you can get rid of it in two crap, years. But the cycle is of accumulating crap to get rid of. So get some anxiety warrior crap. Yeah. Because you're helping you a small well. business. You're supporting you mental health and you have crap. You can look forward to getting rid of at some point. Right. And you, you're going to get crap anyway. So you might as well get some crap that supports us. Yeah. And that'll look and feel and serve a great purpose. Exactly. I like it. I like that reframe. (laughs) (laughs) Buy some of our crap warriors. (laughs) Fill your life up with our crap. Fill up your closets and your cabinets and your drawers with all the Anxiety Warriors podcast crap. All right. We love you so much. Thanks for listening. (laughs) Thank you all so much for going on this journey with us. We're so grateful we get to do this with you. Till next time.